Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. Well, every day I lift up my eyes to the hills. And I mean that in the most literal way possible, because I live in the Treasure Valley here in Idaho, where I look towards the north and kind of towards the east, and all I see are hills and and mountains. And then if I look towards the south and towards the west, again, I see mountains just about any direction I lift my eyes in this valley, I I look up to the hills. And that's where I've always thought of one of the psalms we're going to read today is a psalm that especially fits uh, the Treasure Valley where I live. And we'll look at that in Psalm 121. And we're looking at that psalm plus Psalm 123, 124, 125, 128, 129, and 130. So seven psalms that we are looking at today, all pretty brief all songs of ascents, and we talked about that a little bit, songs likely they would sing as they were going up literally to Jerusalem or even up to the Temple Mount. Um, that, that's the, the setting for these psalms. And so you can see uh, David or whoever wrote Psalm 121 uh, certainly was not thinking of the Treasure Valley in Idaho. But if you've ever been to Israel, if you're not in Jerusalem and you look towards Jerusalem, you're looking up to the hills. And let's look at some of the words of this familiar psalm. The, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, I want you to think about those words a little bit because they are pretty familiar. Lots of, you know, even worship songs have to have taken um, these words and they've they've become lyrics. Um, But when you think about them, think especially about verse two, my help comes from the Lord. And if you've got the uh, English standard version, you'll notice Lord there is in all caps. That means that this is a use of uh, the word Yahweh, kind of the, the formal name of God linked with Genesis 3, I am who I am. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from Yahweh. My help comes from the great I am who made heaven and earth. That's an amazing statement because the great I am who made heaven and earth Uh, that should feel like, wow, he is way out of my league, right? What am I to him? But this verse is saying, he helps me. That that one, the, the great I am, the one who made heaven and earth, he is my helper. He's the one that I'm trusting in. And every time I look up to the hills, I'm reminded of that. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber, right? Not only is he helping you, he's not going to forget about you. Uh, Always, always there to help, always there to care. And we see a lot more of those themes, even of God being our helper throughout um, these Psalms today. And we, we see more how that characterizes God in Psalm 123, To you, I lift up my eyes. 
O you who are enthroned in the heavens, our help comes from the one who is enthroned in the heavens. And so when we, like verse 3, go and say, have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. We're bringing that request to the one who is sitting on the throne, the one who is high and lifted up. And those are really the the two main ideas I hope you're getting out of a, a lot of these Psalms today is just we have a helper and that helper is God, God Almighty, God on the throne, God, the maker of heaven and earth. He is our helper. So we should be encouraged that one, we have help, but two, that help is coming from the most powerful place possible. And then Psalm 124 gives this refrain, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, right? Basically, then we would have lost, but we do have the Lord on our side. And that's something we know, Romans 8, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is on our side. And as it wraps up in Psalm 124, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And then uh, Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. Right. If you've been to Jerusalem, Mount Zion, if you stand on the Temple Mount, you look around and you're you're still surrounded by uh, other mountains. Right. You look right across and you've got the Mount of Olives. Uh, so as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people. Or even again, if you live in the Treasure Valley, you just look at how you're surrounded by mountains and think that that's how God surrounds His people from this time forth and forevermore. We have a helper in the Lord. And then Psalm 128 even speaks of family and the blessings that come there to those who fear the Lord. And really, that's the the foremost thing. Fear the Lord and everything flows from that. And that's where don't, you know, over-idealize this psalm and saying, well, if I fear the Lord, everything in my life will go well. No, just remember who we've been reading about lately, David. Uh, Did he fear the Lord? Yes. Was everything in his life rosy? Did everything in his life go well? No, not so much, right? So this does not mean, oh, everything will just be great and you will not have any trials. Uh, No, but first and foremost, we fear the Lord. And Psalm 130 includes another important element, just this God, the Lord who made heaven and earth. He is also a God of forgiveness. In verses three and four of that Psalm, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness that you may be feared. And so I hope we can wrap up our reading of the Psalms today, like it does in Psalm 130, with a confidence saying, O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. The Lord is with us. The Lord is our helper. And speaking of helpers, 
that's a good segue actually to John chapter 16 today, where we see more about the Holy Spirit who will come, who is referred to even in this passage as the helper. And Jesus makes the amazing statement that um, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not, the helper will not come to you. Jesus is saying it's better for us to have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in our lives, than it would be to have Jesus Christ physically present on earth doing his earthly ministry right now. And it mentions just some of the the ways the Spirit helps. One, the Spirit helps with convicting the world. That's encouraging as we think through just our task of evangelism. It's the Spirit that will bring conviction of um, concerning right sin and righteousness and judgment, it says there in verse 8. And also the Spirit guides us into all truth. I think a lot of that even is referring to the writing of the New Testament, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, that, that's one of the ways the Holy Spirit fulfilled these promises. But these all these things should come together to give us strength because the chapter begins again with the note of um, there's going to be persecution. And so that's one of the reasons you're going to need this helper. It starts in verse one. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. And that's a reality. There are people who under the pressure of the world that they, they fall away. They don't, they don't keep following Jesus. They go into the world. And it says they will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And you see that in the early church. You think of Saul before he was saved and became Paul. You know, he was killing Christians thinking he was doing a good thing for God. And it will look different in our time, but you already see how this is happening. Christians are going to be cast as Um, you know, these hateful, bigoted, racist, backwards people. uh, And the world will say, look, we're doing a service to, you know, the greater good, because that's basically their their God. They they don't have a a real God or even they've reinvented some Jesus in their own image. And so they'll say, hey, you're not the representation of Jesus because you actually believe that people that don't trust in Jesus uh, will, will suffer eternally for their sins. Oh, we can't have that anymore. And so they'll think I'm defending the name of Jesus by getting rid of these, you know, hate filled bigots who think people will actually go to hell. We're doing a service to society by, by getting them out of the picture. I hope you see how that that's the way our society is going, but we have a helper to help us stay strong in the midst of pressure. And that's where we end on this encouraging verse in uh, verse 33. I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Right, that, that, that should be an encouragement to us. Our Savior, he rose again. That's in the middle of the chapter when it's talking about, you, you know, you, you'll see me, but you won't see me, but then you'll have this joy. I think that's referring to the resurrection. We have a Savior who has overcome the grave. We have a, the Spirit at work in our hearts and our help. Well, it comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So I hope all those things encourage your heart, encourage you to stand strong, encourage you to seek the Lord today and really fill you with joy and peace and comfort as you live another day for our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.